Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the sun entering the zodiac sign of Libra on September 23rd. Now, I have a confession to make. Libra was one of those signs that took me a long time to wrap my mind around. I remember even when I was beginning to learn astrology back in the day, whenever we would have to recite the signs from Aries on through to Pisces, I would begin right out of the gate with Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo. Um, I know there's Scorpio, and then after that, Sagittarius. Like, I always drew a blank when it came to Virgo and Libra, no matter how many times we would go through this. Everyone else would just sort of like, you know, whiz on by, and I would be like, is it Libra first, then Virgo, or, or Virgo first? That part of the zodiac was always a bit of a blur for me. So it was very amusing to find out later on that actually it wasn't just me. If you go and look at older astrology books, there was a period of time when Libra was associated to Astria, which was connected to the zodiac sign of Virgo. And I've even seen a 12th century manuscript in which you see Virgo, the maiden, with her wings holding the scales of Libra. And then there was a period of time when Libra was, co was um, connected to or associated with the zodiac sign of Scorpio, and that it was the claws of the scorpion that had been severed off to make the scales that would make the emblem of Libra. I, I believe even Ptolemy spends a lot of time sort of referring to Libra as either the balance or the claws in reference to the claws of Scorpio. So there was always something about that patch of sky that was a little bit blurry and confusing. But nevertheless, I did make it a mission to sort of try to unravel, to unpack, to understand the zodiac sign of Libra. Because again, the way that it was taught to me and in, in the popular vernacular, Libra was famous for pretty much one thing, not being able to make up its mind. I mean, astrologers would find all sorts of different ways of saying fence-sitting, vacillating, going back and forth between points, hedging their bets. I mean, it always made Libra sound rather ditzy and ineffectual. And that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me because Libra is a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs are those zodiac signs that are connected to either the equinoxes or the solstices. They're the signs that announce the beginning of a new season. Um, uh, with Aries, it announces the beginning of spring. Cancer announces the beginning of summer. Libra, autumn. And of course, Capricorn, winter. And cardinal signs I found to be pretty much uh, signs that uh, give direction but don't take it. In other words, I kind of describe them as the unstoppable forces of the zodiac. 
And what we have to keep in mind with the cardinal signs is that you're going to have four different versions of unstoppable. Aries can be unstoppable in the way that it's going to butt heads. The cancer is actually going to be unstoppable in the way that it pursues its objective. Cancer may not pursue its objective directly like an Aries, but it does it rather circuitously or stealthily like the crab and the hunter goddess that it's famously associated to. And Capricorn, of course, is a climber. It climbs up over anyone that's in the way in order to get to the top. So, so what was Libra's way of being um, this unstoppable force? What was Libra's way of giving direction and not taking it? Libra, the sign so famously associated to vacillation and not being able to make up its mind. I thought long and hard about this, and I've been lucky. I've been able to read for lots of Libra clients over the years. And what I realized that Libra does is that Libra invites. Aries may go after something, it may pursue something, it may lock horns, but Libra invites. Libra invites you to put the thing that you want to be judged in terms of its value onto the scale to determine its judgment or outcome. So this inviting of Libra to put something down on the scale, to be conversed, to be talked about, to be analyzed, to be disputed, to be argued, is something which I find to be very much connected to this particular zodiac sign. And once I began to think of Libra in that regard, all of a sudden, all, all sorts of very interesting things uh, came to light. Now, the thing that I think we have to keep in mind with Libra and this time of year, and again, I'm referring to the seasons as they appear to us here in the Northern Hemisphere, Libra is associated with the autumnal equinox. It's, it's associated with fall. And what I find so fascinating is that the sun is literally in fall in the zodiac sign of Libra. Um, if you go and look at the dignities, the sun is domicile in Leo, it's in detriment in Aquarius, it's exalted, meaning most celebrated in Aries, and it is in fall in Libra, meaning it is the least solar. It's having the most difficulty here, according to the idea or the schematics of the planetary dignities. And that got me thinking too, why is the sun in detriment in Aquarius? It's in fall in Libra. What do these signs, two signs have in common? And what I realized that these two signs have in common, Libra and Aquarius, is that they're both air signs. And air signs are very much signs that are connected to the word we, okay? Uh, air signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, they're always partnering, buddying up, they're looking at the other person's point of view. These are the signs that are all about relationship. The air signs are the bridge builders of the zodiac. They're always reaching out to you, the other person, to form some kind of relationship. So I thought it was fascinating that the sun would be in detriment in Aquarius, which is about the collective, basically, or, or the group, the society that we're in, and that the sun would be in fall in Libra, which is about we being with another person and honoring the relationship or the agreement with another person. In other words, what Libra does is that it will, it will, it will take itself and the other person, and I really want you to think of a scale here. It will put itself in one scale, a partner like a spouse or a business partner or, or another person in another scale, and it will weigh the two in the balance. Okay, now the reason why it's weighing the two in the balance is because Librans believe that both people who are participating in a relationship need to serve the relationship.
In other words, if you enter into a, a, a business relationship or a marriage, something in which you sign your name, make it contractor law, which again refers to Libra, um, this is done with the understanding that you're going to work together. You're going to work together to be more than you could be on your own as, 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 a, as a sort of single person. And so Libras expect in a dialogue or conversation of a partnership to not let their ego or their own personal needs get ahead of them. Um, but what's kind of also interesting is that they have an expectation that the partner honor the same obligation, that the partner take on the same responsibility. So in other words, if a Libra is entering into a marriage, that means I'm going to put my own personal concerns aside, and I'm going to expect you as my spouse to put your own personal concerns aside in order to serve the marriage, okay? So the marriage becomes this third entity. So if you think of like, you know, one dish being one person, one dish being the other, and then uh, this, this handle, which holds the, the balance or the scales, that's the marriage itself. So Libras see that as being very important to, it's very important for you to honor the, the rule. It's very important to honor the law. So indeed, the idea of rule of law is very much something that's uh, associated to Libra. The other thing that I found fascinating about Libra is that of all the 12 signs of the zodiac, it's not an animal or a creature. Okay, we've got lions, we have centaurs, we have dudes carrying, you know, jugs of water and pouring them on things. Uh, we have crabs and scorpions. But Libra is not a creature. Libra is not a mythological being. Libra is an instrument. And Libra is a tool. And I find that fascinating. Because in a way, what it's standing for is this idea of civilization. Okay, now I'm not saying that Libras are more civilized than the other signs of the zodiac, but there's something ingrained in the sign which has that kind of civility. Now, when I describe scales as a tool, what's also interesting is that it's not a tool like a plow, which is used to till the land, okay? And it's not a tool like a hammer, which is going to be used to hammer metal into, into a shape. It's a tool that addresses the concerns of the abstract. Think about that for a moment. Scales are a tool that doesn't produce, you know, something, it doesn't bring something out of the earth or it doesn't produce, you know, a shape or a vase or, or something like that. Uh, scales are used to address the abstract. And what are they addressing in the abstract? Well, the systems of weights and measures that we associate to Libra are there to determine the value of something. If you put something on a scale, you could, you could see the value of it. And the scales of justice themselves are used to determine the guilt and innocence of someone. So this is really quite fascinating, this, this, this addressing uh, the abstract being connected to, to the scales. And we all know scales. I mean, I'm sure you're like myself. You step on one every morning in the hopes that you're going to see your target weight appear. And then when it doesn't, you're like, I don't understand. I didn't eat that much last night. It must be water weight or something like that. The excuses you immediately begin telling yourself when you don't see the weight that you want to see show up. But Libra is like that in its relationship to the truth. It is impartial. It delivers the truth and it stands by that truth. And what's also interesting is that when you think of the history of the scales, one of the earliest representations of the scales 
um, is uh, the Egyptian god Anubis, the god of the dead, you know, the jackal-headed god of the dead who is seated between the two scales and he's measuring in one scale um, the heart of, of, of a dead soul. And in another scale, he's measuring um, a feather. And so if the heart of the dead soul was equal weight with the feather, it was seen to be righteous and good. And so it could proceed to heaven, okay? A, a, a place where it receives its just reward, which is an eternity of, of bliss and delight. Or if it was seen as being heavier than the feather, darker, then it was thrown into the gaping jaws of this kind of like hippopotamus God or something, which was basically the Egyptian notion or idea of hell. And so this idea of separating the good from the bad, the righteous, from the evil is very much connected to the zodiac sign of Libra. And we see that because once the sun passes the autumnal equinox, uh, and equinox is equal day, equal night, once it passes the autumnal equinox into the zodiac sign of Scorpio and Sagittarius, for instance, days are getting shorter and nights are getting longer. So this really sort of mirrors the, the sun's descent down into the underworld during this time of year. And so basically what you see in these three autumnal zodiac signs are, are the three faces of justice itself. You have with Libra, the weighing in the balance of the scale. So you have the strict letter of the law. You know, this is the letter of the law. This is what it says. And so we're going to execute it exactly as it is written. Okay. Then it's followed by Scorpio, which is eye for an eye justice, which is you did me wrong. And so I'm going to do you wrong. You know, if you took out my eye, now I have the power to take out yours. Okay. This kind of retaliating or punishing justice is with Scorpio. And then, of course, with Sagittarius, you have the spirit of the law, okay, which, which I love. It speaks to Sagittarius's love of, inter of interpretation, but it's, it's the spirit of the law. Uh, it's the Sagittarius or Jupiter, the ruling planet of Sagittarius, that says, well, this is what the law may say in, in, in its strict adherence, but we're going to interpret it in a more merciful way, or we're going to show more clemency, or we're going to take the spirit of the law and apply it to these circumstances to show mercy for, for this person. So there's more of a leniency or something executed in the spirit of the law, mercy, which shows up in the zodiac sign of Sagittarius. But that's just a sort of quick aside to, to describe those three signs of justice, which are connected to the time of the year when the sun is descending down into the underworld. What I think is also uh, finally so fascinating about Libra, I, wa I really wanted to address this, this, this do, they, do they really vacillate? Are they really unable to make up their mind? Are they impossibly uh, a rudderless ship? <laughs> you know, something like this going around in circles. And what I notice is that Librans are actually really quite judgmental. Um, they're not going to come out and say it. Actually, some do. I mean, you can't help it. You know, we have stripes of all varieties. But anyway, uh, but it's a very judgmental sign. And it's the fact that they have to arrive at a judgment, which causes all of this back and forth. Now, what is the back and forth? Libras have this commitment to hearing the other side of the story. Okay. If they're going to hear one side, they, they want to hear the other side so that they can balance the two and really arrive at good judgment. And this also connects to me with Libra's high standards, its principles. Um, you know, for a sign that's supposed to be vacillating, one would think that it wouldn't care about things, but you, uh, Librans are incredibly principled. They have 
very high standards, standards really verging on the exacting, okay? And, and, so, and so arriving at best judgment, okay, in order, uh, uh, arriving at best judgment, saying that this is the best that it could be, okay? Librans aren't like, oh, everyone's on an equal playing field. No, Librans want to award the prize to the most beautiful, the smartest, the best, the most exemplary, okay? There's nothing middle of the way here. I mean, Libra will award the prize to that uh, person who's uh, proven themselves to be the most outstanding in whatever way. So Librans have this high standard of excellence, but when I was really thinking about this, going back and forth, hearing both sides of the story, arriving at, an, uh, at a judgment, an impartial judgment, just like when someone puts something on the scales and someone's like, well, that's that I don't agree with what the scales say. The person putting it on the scale says, listen, I'm not the one who made up the rules of the laws or, or made up the scale. This is what the scale says. This is what the value is. This is what's determined. So there's there's a stepping out of the personalness, you know, that that happens with Libra, the that kind of impartiality, it trusts in the system of, of weights and measures. But what I also found really fascinating, and it kind of lends itself to the sort of melancholic flavor of the autumnal signs, Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius, was this quote from, from a series I'm watching on Netflix, which I'm completely obsessed with. It's called Dark, and it's from Germany, and it's about time travel and all sorts of other things, and it's really, really terrific, and it's wonderful. But there's this line. There's this line that they keep saying, uh, particularly in season one. <laughs> they will say, Every decision for something is a decision against something else. And I want you to think about that line. Every decision for something is a decision against something else, all right? And this to me really struck me as the, as the gestalt of Libra because Libra knows full well, it, it's not like you're either for or against because that's what I sort of thought at first. It's either like you're for or against, is, is that what it is? But every decision for something is a decision against something else. And what that said to me, which is very much in keeping as I was just saying with the melancholic nature of the autumnal signs is that it's taking into account consequences. And this is something that I think has a lot to do with the decision-making process of Libra. Libra knows once a judgment's been made that it's going to stick, okay? That once it's decided for something, it's decided against something else. And so there will be consequences. There will be consequences to this judgment. And this is something that I think Libras take very seriously and they take very deeply and they take very personally. I guess what I'm really going for is the word responsibly. Librans are not glib about the decision that they make and they're not la-di-da about the choices uh, that they make either or the, or the judgments that they render. Libras really take into account what the consequences of that judgment is going to be and that those consequences will will live much longer than the moment where they had to decide between this or that. It's something that I want you to think about during this time that the sun will be in Libra. And the sun will be in Libra from September 22nd until October 22nd. Your weekly horoscope is brought to you by Astrology Hub. If you'd like more extended personalized guidance from Christopher, by sun sign and rising, make sure you subscribe to receive the free weekly horoscope 
delivered via email to your inbox each Sunday. Just go to astrologyhub.com horoscope and start receiving even more free personalized guidance today. That's astrologyhub.com horoscope. And if you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars, and if you feel inclined, leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world, and we're grateful for all the time that you take to do this. Thank you for listening in today, and as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.